About 45 years ago in the seminary, I had a, an experience that lasted maybe a minute, two at the most, and I've never forgotten it. And I always find it extraordinary when, when we can think back to little tiny incidents that have such an impact that they stay with us really forever. And it was this. I was in charge of music in the seminary, and a very good friend of mine who had been in music all those years too was singing. I was playing the organ, and, and uh, when we finished the Mass, it was a nice Mass, we walked out, and just as we got to the door of the church, somebody uttered something, and, and uh, this person turned to respond, and by accident, he walked into the back of the person in front of him. It was a little accident. It wasn't serious. And the guy in front turned around and said, Would you watch where you're going, you idiot? And so the friend of mine who was there by the organ during the Mass turned and said to him, The blood of Christ is still wet on your lips, and look what comes out of your mouth. And we both chuckled. He said a truth, but at the same time, it... it, it um, well, it just sounds like a big judgment of this guy. And, and it was a little incident. But I thought to myself many times afterward, and it still it came up as I read this story of Emmaus this week, because it's true. I mean, how could we receive Christ in the Eucharist, eat his body, drink his blood, which we hold as the most sacred sacrament? Christ is present in all the sacraments, but this one we participate so fully. We eat and drink of the Lord. We take Christ in as our food. And how could the blood of Christ still be wet on our lips and then we get enraged over something accidental in this case? And so it made me think that the story of Emmaus is particularly true. And I want to focus on just a couple things. First of all, I don't know why it's never been explained to me. I've never found anything that, that, that clarifies it. But all of the appearance stories of Jesus in the scriptures, in the Gospels, that I'm aware of, he isn't recognized at first. Mary sees him in the garden, looks at him, speaks right to him, and thinks he's the gardener. Um, and in this particular Gospel, these two disciples, who were with Jesus every day for the last three years, I assume, are walking along. Jesus appears and walks with them. They did not recognize his face which, at least in the story of the crucifixion, I don't think it was disfigured terribly. His height wouldn't have changed. His body content, uh, I, I don't think he lost a ton of weight or anything. Um, so I, I can't understand. He, he should have looked pretty much like what he looked like before. But after that, he spoke to them, and they still didn't recognize him. Now, this is extraordinary because... This is the one thing that I think stands pretty constant. I remember a few years ago, uh, we had a celebration here, a funeral, and a woman from San Marino, where I was first assigned as a priest 43 years ago, and she knew me well. I was there for three years. She came to this Mass, and she didn't recognize me when I came out on the altar. She saw this priest who didn't have hair, but he did when he was younger. What hair he had is white, and in those days it was black. He didn't have glasses on, but he used to wear these big black rimmed glasses that were in vogue in those days. So uh, he walks down the altar, and the moment I started the Mass and spoke, she said, oh, it's Father Perry. She recognized my voice after 40 years, because I left there uh, three years after I got there. Extraordinary to me. 
and they didn't recognize Jesus. And the scripture doesn't give us any explanation of why this is so. But I think Luke, using this story, telling it in this way, suspends us. They don't recognize him. He tells them everything about the scriptures. Their hearts are burning, they later would say, as he spoke to us about the scriptures, but they didn't recognize him. He told them everything that applied to him from the prophets, from Moses and onward. They didn't recognize him. He'd pretend he was going to keep going, and they said, no, no, it's late, stay with us. They were very hospitable people. And so he does, and then the moment of recognition is to, is to come. It says, he took bread, blessed it, and broke it, gave it to them, and poof, he vanished from their sight. And I think that this story, in a way, hard to believe or understand because of uh, it's kind of mysterious. But having said that, I think it is exactly the story of our faith. We are those two disciples that walk along in life. We know the scriptures. We hear the scriptures. If we come on Sundays or if we read them on our own, we're familiar. Our hearts burn with the word of God in our lives. We come here. We share the breaking of the bread. We eat and drink of the Lord. And perhaps on the way out, after just recognizing the presence of the Lord in our midst, somebody backs into us accidentally. What are you doing, you idiot? Watch where you're going. Really? And the truth is we recognize and don't recognize all day long. All day long. How many times will the Lord try to break through in our lives today? I think it's every minute. I don't think it's in moments extraordinary just at the Eucharist. All day long. In our anger, in our hurt, in our sadness, in our fears, in this virus uh, uh, crisis in our economic issues that are resulting, in being in such close quarters with our family now, maybe we're fighting more than ever. The point is, all day long, Christ is so present to us. Do we only recognize him when we eat and drink of the Eucharist? This is one reason I'm valuing these days that we don't come and receive the Eucharist. Not that I like that. I don't. And I can't wait till the day we return. But what I like about it is that we maybe have to learn to appreciate it differently. Let Christ in more deeply. Not close the door of our heart, but leave it open all day long. And today, you know, and this is why I've been celebrating um, in a very simple way. Today I'm making it a little more uh, um, filled with music or otherwise. And the reason I am doing this is that I don't want to try to recreate a Sunday Mass as if everybody was here, because you're not. I don't want to recreate things as usual, because it's not usual. It's extraordinary, and it's distressing. I think we can focus on the Eucharist and the Word of God, even though we're not receiving the sacrament in our mouth, in our hand. We're still receiving the sacramental Christ in all the ways that we open our hearts to him in our lives. So my challenge to you today is, how will you walk through this day and let Christ in? How will you let him walk along the road with you, but you recognize him? Because every step that you walk along and hear his voice and recognize him will be a more grace-filled moment and fill you a little more deeply with his presence and love.